Hi, my name is Jackie, and this is Alive and Active. This podcast is a weekly devotional where we will study scripture and challenge one another to a lifestyle that is fully alive in Christ. In this devotional, I will challenge you to actively pursue what God says and how we can apply it to our lives. So grab your Bible and your favorite beverage, and let's dig in together. Hey, thank you for joining me for part two on the topic of identity. I really love that we're talking about this today. This is one of my favorite topics, mainly because I've struggled with it in my own personal walk for so long. Most of us struggle with identity, but don't even realize it. So let's take a moment to think about that. Kind of a self-reflection. Some of these questions might be tough to answer or require you to pause your device and take more time to reflect, and that's okay. So question number one. Most of us have people in our lives where their opinions really matter to you. Take a moment to think about that. Who in your life do you want to try to impress? Is it a boss, a mentor, a spouse, a parent, a sibling, or a neighbor or coworker? Now, there is nothing wrong with needing affirmation every once in a while. Some people feel loved through words of affirmation. We do long for the approval of others, and that's just in our human nature. But does it define you, consume your thoughts, and drive your actions? How does it make you feel when you don't go noticed by the person you are trying to impress? How does it make you feel when they don't approve? Are you always on pins and needles contemplating what that person meant when they said this or they did that? Do you replay the conversation over and over and over in your head and mentally beat yourself up because you didn't say the right words at the right time. Maybe no one comes to mind. Hey, congratulations, you are in a rare population. Now ask yourself this. Has insecurity ever held you back from a relationship or held you back from pursuing your dreams? Does insecurity keep you from not using your gifts or talents? Or even deeper question, do you even realize that you have gifts and talents? All of these questions remind me of whenever I first became a believer. I was 20 years old when I first heard the gospel in a way that I could understand it. I remember the exact words in my first prayer. I said, Lord, I know that you are real. I know you're the missing piece that I've been looking for. I know you are what I need in order to make me whole. But I'm going to just ask that you be really patient with me because I have no idea where to go from here. Amen. I am so thankful that he is faithful. He was so patient with me, and he wants to be patient with you too. From that point on, I started going to church, but 90% of the time, I was hungover when I went. I grew up in a small town, and partying with my friends on a country road was what I lived for on the weekends. I remember how I didn't want to give up my friends. All of a sudden, I started feeling this turmoil. I knew that what we were doing wasn't right and I wanted more. I wasn't being myself when I was with my old friends and I wasn't being myself with my new church friends either. As I sat through sermon after sermon, if these people know who I really am, they would never want me here. I kept thinking, I better keep quiet and just smile and nod, fly under the radar because I'm not really good enough to be here. I felt trapped in this routine for two years. The lies that I believed about myself and about God kept me from reaching my full potential. For majority of my life, insecurity and fear shows its ugly head. 
Because I've been walking with the Lord for a while, you get some maturity. So now I can recognize when those insecurities and fears come into my life. But in the beginning of my walk, it would lead me to unhealthy relationships and just going in circles. I strived so hard just to end up nowhere. All the great opportunities I missed out on because of insecurity or fear or being consumed by what other people thought of me. But it's not too late for us. As long as we have breath in our lungs, God is still fighting for us. If this sounds familiar to you, let me ask you another question. Aren't you tired? All that striving for approval and beating yourself up gets exhausting. It leads to anxiety, depression, and it's exactly where Satan wants you to be. Yeah, I said it. Satan is a real enemy that seeks to kill and destroy you. And that's in John 10.10. When you don't feel like you're enough and you don't feel worth anything, it is a lie from Satan. Because if he can keep you from knowing your true identity and what you're really capable of doing, then that keeps you from living out your God-given potential. When you're not living out your potential, the kingdom of God is not being blessed and advanced. And that is exactly how Satan wants you to stay. I get that those insecurity and demons run deep. Believe me, I wrestle with mine too. Yes, most of us know the popular scripture. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the likeness of God. That's in Psalms 139, 14. But knowing and believing are two very different things. Do you believe it deep down in your heart? If you do believe it, then you have the rare faith and confidence in Christ. Hold on to it. Cultivate it. Tend to it in order to keep it alive. Just because you are walking in confidence of your identity today doesn't mean you can't lose it tomorrow. I once had a mentor explain that the conflict of the spirit and the flesh is like having two dogs. The one you feed and nurture the most is the one that will be bigger and stronger. I know that's a kind of a silly analogy, but which one are you feeding? Are you feeding into what the world thinks of you or what God thinks of you? What I mean by feeding is like, what are you putting into your mind? What are you mainly listening to? What are your thoughts mainly about? Are they set on God or are they set on worldly thoughts and temporary things? As we discussed last week, it starts with Christ as our foundation because Christ is our cornerstone. Ephesians 2, 19 through 22, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being a chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. So according to Paul, Christ is your foundation, and you are a holy dwelling place for the Spirit of God. So why do we question if we are enough and care what other people think so often? It's because we see and hear in the now, and God sees the beginning and end. We are often blindsided to what is right in front of us. We have to be disciplined in our thoughts and our minds in order to be kingdom-minded. That, my friends, is a whole nother podcast series. As I said before, it's human nature to want to seek approval. God designed us that way, so we would want to seek His approval. God is a jealous God, and He wants us to seek Him 
to provide our needs daily. In Exodus 19, 18 through 26, he tells the story of the Israelites wandering around in the desert right after being set free from their slavery in Egypt. For around 400 years, the Israelites were beaten and literally worked to death for small rations of food. So God sends Moses to do many miraculous signs, including parting the Red Sea so they could walk through it to escape the Egyptian army. Now, the Israelites are grumbling that they don't have enough food and wished that they would have stayed in slavery. Ugh. After all of that, they still don't trust God to provide for them. So Moses intercedes for the people and God gives them manna, a form of meat that came from heaven daily, except on the day of rest, Sundays. The people were instructed to take what they needed daily and take extra on Saturday so they could take a day of rest on Sunday. First of all, I love that God cares about our rest. He gives sleep to the ones he loves. Psalms 127.2 And the people said, Amen, because I sure love a good nap. Second of all, he provides the food daily. Exodus says if the people try to take more than what they need, then the meat would spoil. Except, of course, on Saturday. So why didn't God give them meat every other day or once a week? Because he longed for his people to come to him daily. He wanted them to see that he is the only provider and he will give them what they need faithfully daily. Books of the Bible often repeat themselves to get the point and the theme across. Words that are frequently repeated in Ephesians are formally, walk, and in Christ. Because the book of Ephesians reminds us our formal self is gone and we now walk with blessing and inheritance given to us in Christ. Close your eyes and let the words of Ephesians 2 sink in. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is a gift from God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Okay, if you believe that, then you know that the power that rose Jesus from the grave lives inside of you. That's amazing. When you say you're not enough, and when you say you can't do something, you're questioning God's very creation and power. Nothing is impossible for God. Therefore, nothing is impossible for you. God did not give you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and self-control. 2 Timothy 1.7 This is an episode I needed to be reminded of myself. I hope that this helps you and this is something you can come back and revisit whenever you need it. So challenge for the week. Read Ephesians 2 and 3. Take your time and prayfully make a list of the old you and the new you, and do a side-by-side comparison. Take your time asking yourself, how has the power of God that now lives inside of you changed your life? Spend time thanking Jesus for what he has done on the cross. 
Thank you so much for listening, guys. Hopefully, you'll come back next week where we talk about identity within the church. Thank you so much for listening. This awesome song is titled Meant to Be by Ark North featuring Christina Marina. Please know I am praying for you every week and I would so love it if you would pray for me as well because your prayers are powerful and effective. I would love to hear how this week's episode impacted you and I hope you'll join me next week. Until next time, let's go be doers of the alive and active Word of God.